Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Holistic Actress Show. Uh, today, uh, I have a guest, a special guest from Texas, which I'm very excited about his presence today because it was a little um, um, weird the way we met and the way we start having conversations about relationships and uh dating and um uh more uh but i really wanted him today because i think it's an amazing incredible mind uh a business owner that i really really appreciate just by following his work on instagram i love uh the way he thinks and so today i want to introduce you to um a creative and a thinker that always asks why his creative outlet is with his business and his thinking outlet uh is with our podcast Be beyond the craft sorry for my introduction adrian garcia thank you for being here yes thank you for having me uh I, yeah it's pretty simple uh my introduction a creative thinker and uh, i mean a creative is based on opinion like you know but i think of myself as a creative i like to create stuff and i like to think a lot um so it's pretty it's pretty straightforward yeah it's a beautiful thank introduction you yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming it's a beautiful introduction it's just that i am pretty i'm italian so sometimes my way of thinking speaking i totally understand all of it. <laughs> the best. but i thought that it was a be beautifully written uh and uh yeah and i and i can recognize the, uh, that you are a creative like a like it's a it's an essence that spreads around even just by instagram Uh, yeah. and I love to have conversations with men who um, love to think and confront also because the topic of today it's it's very much around the topic of men and women and confrontation and relationships and uh, um, you know egos uh, bonds and uh, challenges that we we all go um when we start dating or we are in relationships or maybe sometimes even just in business even just like mm -hmm. in, in every single area of of society but before starting i i just want to mention that i don't know you i never met you physically we met online and i love that uh, we uh, created this connection and mm -hmm. i also want to remind people that like real life that a lot of people say you know internet is not real life right the internet is bullshit but right. it's it's not true like it's not true because we do connect uh yeah. i mean in the last in the past three years uh i built a community online and i ended up meeting people that i met online in real person i think it's wonderful right uh, what do you think about that because i know that you work also a lot online online um yeah it, i think uh I, i don't think people think of it in this way but people are talking to themselves online a lot of people that are um they're lead they they show what they're leading with uh i think people often saw my my work and they were like you there's not much of you that before this was a, a, a couple years ago there's not much of you you know pictures of you or anything and i was like no i like my value my business and i lead with my business And that's really all that matters. It's not like this facade and this surface level of like, hey, like, look at me. This is me. Now it's kind of changed a little bit. I'm more like personality showing more of that kind of like coming out of the shell. But as far as online, it's like you take it with a grain of salt, right? Um, not everyone is the way they are in person, um, which is which is cool. I mean, I think there's a good balance of like they're either like there's fake people online or there's like actual like authentic people and i think with me online it's uh it's either i'm super serious and super like business focused or i'm really like just being sarcastic and having fun so it's like don't yes don't judge me by like what i'm saying online really but like once you kind of meet me in person or just have a conversation with me then you'll understand where like everything switches gears all the time it's either like very very like business focused 
or it's just like I'm I'm on the other end of the spectrum, just like joking and being sarcastic and letting letting my mind wander about like funny funny stuff. But yeah, I mean relationships online, like you gotta take the you gotta you gotta take it with a grain of salt. Um so you can't like totally think you know someone by what they share online. And yeah. you can't really say that they're completely fake because there are some people that like I know of clients that I work with that are like completely the same mm-hmm. that people are like oh my gosh they're so fake and I'm like no they're not they're actually the same person that you see them online there's that like true person um so it's it, there's no right or wrong way I feel uh, like in that yeah I understand what you mean. I mean, in acting, we talk a lot about public personas and mm-hmm. uh, we we talk about these three different um, elements of the persona, which is like the public persona and the vulnerability right. that it's called like the need. Everybody has a different need, like need to be seen, need to be heard, need to be safe, need like many different kinds of needs. And so... And then we have tragic flows, which is not important and relevant right now. But the way we show up in the world is kind of like, I need to cover my vulnerability. I need to cover my internal unfulfilled need. And uh, the real danger on picking a public persona, because I believe that everybody has a public persona, Mm -hmm. is that picking the wrong one. Like many people choose something for themselves to cover vulnerability because we cannot walk in our needs all all of the time. Somebody that is totally away from the reality of of who they are because they're just pretending somehow to be something. Well, they think of it, yeah. And sometimes they do that to impress. Yeah. They create the person that they think everyone else will like yeah does that make sense so like they look at their like what's around them and the people around them and they're they create this person of like what they think they will like what they think their friends or their so-called friends will like i think so people create that person and then they lose themselves right they lose their true self of like who they are because you know they rather they rather create a person as opposed to like showing, like being vulnerable and showing their true self, mm-hmm. I think. And and also the, the thing is like, this is uh, for the first stage of, um, you know, uh, meeting somebody new or like, it's okay because you can fake it <laughs> until you mm-hmm. make it. But then, right. then reality comes like, um, so in dating, for example, in the online dating world, in my experience, what has been a, delusional uh, it's been always that somebody was interested on my public persona and not what was behind the public mm-hmm. persona right. and I was unconsciously attracted by oh look at this guy <laughs> you know uh, their public persona and right. so once uh, we met in real life then we realized no no none of one was anything close to that public persona that's especially for dating apps uh, more right. than than instagram and stuff and um and so it's all about ego like that's mm. my ego you know that's that's how i want to be perceived that's how my right. my fear that my inner child fear w- wants to show the world like i'm the cool girl i'm a Italian girl you know i'm the yeah. independent girl and then maybe i end up to be uh, insecure and uh, yeah. uh, broke and uh, yeah. you know, all of this stuff. Yeah. So well, people lead. People lead with that. People lead with their values. You know, people are showing their what they value, what they value in themselves, but then also what they value um, in other people or, or other people to appreciate. Right. So say I, I had this conversation with one of my one of my friends. I refer re- refer to them as girlfriends. Right. Like just friends of mine. Um, I had this conversation with her and she says, Adrian, why does everyone like kind of just want me for my body? And I was like, well, look at what you're putting out there. Like, it's kind of easy. Like, this is what you're leading with. You're leading with those values. And then you're, you're complaining that only men are seeing those values. 
what do you want to lead with or what do you want men to appreciate you want them to appreciate i don't know your mind your caring you know your personality it's like well you, you got to show that you have to lead with that you can't lead with all this like this just showing your body because you will attract those type of men you're attracting what you put out yeah right you're yeah. attracting what you put out so i had that conversation with her and she was like okay yeah actually see that and you can see a lot of like just online even I mean, I think even in online dating, you can really see the the, the template person, right? The basic type of person. Oh, I want to have like, uh, take me out for a drink or like, you know, like there's always the, the template person. And even with the guys, the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. But it's really kind of setting yourself apart from like, like, because they place everyone in buckets. So how do you how do you get placed in your own bucket? I think in dating um, to where when I was online like that, it was, it was really the things I was saying. Cause you really can't, a lot of the time people will meet me or just see me online and they're like, Oh, like I really didn't, I didn't know I'm an onion. There's more to me than, than what you just see online. And it, people often are like, Hey, you're actually like kind of, cooler than I thought or like you're not just like this guy online and I'm like yeah but you can't like you, and just like I can't judge people like that I can't judge by what they're seeing online but when I see people online it's really like what are they communicating you know even with dating it's like what is she communicating is she communicating online that you know more business stuff more like psychological stuff um how the how the mind works or is she just communicating in like bikini photos and travel mm -hmm. you know what i mean um yeah. she's showing that she values that which is cool like everyone values like taking care of their body and like experiencing new things but is, is that the only thing is that the only substance you have to you you know what i mean yeah what do you so care how do you do? what do you What's care that? about what do you care about yeah it's easy it's easy. I think, I think, I, I think women's shown their most attraction to me, um, by how I, how, w when I led with business stuff, like when I led with how much I loved my work and a lot of people were attracted to that about me is that they love how much I love my work. And it wasn't like a thing that I came and I was like, Oh, well, maybe I should put on this, like, persona of like I love my work and it's like no I actually love my work I actually found what I love to do and I do it and then I think they're attracted to me like I guess just as a person but I think they're most attracted to that purpose that I found in my work and I think that's what a lot of people want they want to find that purpose I know people that are oh my god like like 20 years older than me that are still looking for their purpose um, so I think that's where I have found where women are most attracted to me is whenever I'm communicating and leading with my purpose and then they feel enriched and they feel inspired and they're like, damn, like, I like this guy, <laughs> you know, like, even if, it, if, it, if it's, if it's a personal like, or it's just like, as a friend, like, it's like, they just are attracted to it. And, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's because I, I feel like I found what I believe everyone should find is their purpose. Absolutely, and uh, and and sometimes people don't don't get they're not they're not that lucky to get into mm -hmm. what I love in an early age or in an early stage of life. So it can be very frustrating, and he has a lot of uh, repercussions of many other areas of life. Like for example, relationships and love is a big, big, big um part of um you know, where those kind of things can uh, have reper repercussions. Many women are still, I mean, I don't want to talk about sexism necessarily, but mm -hmm. I do know what doesn't mean to live in a culture that it's very, um, that comes from, for, from, from sexism, from internalized sexism. So women, sometimes they don't even know where who they are you know they, they've never been taught to follow their dreams to follow their passion right. to follow satisfaction right. they have been taught for a long long time to find the right party for you get married have kids mm -hmm. and then you'll figure that out so uh, and i know many men today feel also a little annoyed by women approaching them for their money for their work it's mm -hmm. really difficult to 
navigate. Yeah, to navigate those things. Because you maybe are super successful, satisfied, and women can approach you with the intent of, uh, mm. okay, let me feel safe here. Let me settle with this guy. Or on the mm. other side, it can be really difficult also to dealing with women that are still um, processing uh, a lot mm. of internalized sexism that can be hard for us to find our own way and to settle. Maybe in America is a little bit different. I talk for as mm. an Italian woman because I think that women in America are more aggressive. Um, but um, I could agree. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, like, I would love to know. I, I would love to talk about ego with you, like ego in mm. relationships, and especially. I I remember a couple maybe weeks ago, I don't remember, maybe one month ago, I posted, um, I published a post where I was speaking about my frustration. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be single now because again, uh, I'm done. I'm, I'm tired. Like, I'm mm -hmm. tired of having to deal always with those dynamics with men on, uh, and I, I, I published a video on weak and strong men. Um, and I think, and I love the way you answer me and love the way you wanted to get into this conversation. Because I know that for many women is frustrating to being okay with the first stages. And then when, when we really have to get into this confrontational mm -hmm. uh, dynamic with a man and uh, being vulnerable, basically, both sides and uh, letting the other person getting off the public persona both of us and be real and be raw and feeling safe and um, confront and all of this stuff. It's very hard. And I speak as a woman because I do the work. I do the work uh, on myself, the, the inner child work, the trauma work, the, you know, the mindset work. I know you do a lot of work too. And that's why I wanted to talk with you. Uh, but many men don't. Many, many men, they, are, they, they have this big ego, this big ego, you know, I'm the man, I provide uh, for things, right. you know, safety is money, uh, right. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about, you're just weak. Uh, mm -hmm. There is a lot of this, there's still a lot of this mentality, it's very hard to find a man who can really able to hold you for who you are and showing who they really are. Um, so... What do you think about this? Uh, my frustration. <laughs> like, let's talk about my frustration. Maybe can be more. Um... Oh, I get it. I made this sarcastic uh, remark. I make this sarcastic remark to my friends. I'm like, I'm just going gay. I'm going gay. Like, I'm tired <laughs> of like dealing with like the intrinsicies of like women and and just like trying to understand it all and. But I just I just make that sarcastic remark. I'm like I'm going gay, but um, it's 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 quite interesting. I mean, the idea of like I I study it a lot with uh, I just think about the only time I look back at my past is just to learn from it and to understand the why as to why I I tell this to like every everyone I talk to that I I think I dated very amazing women. Um, it didn't work out after all, but, and we grew apart from each other, but I think I learned a lot from them. I took a lot from them. Um, there's things that I do today as like a man and there, and other people look at that and they're like, wow, you did that or you did this. Or, and I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of like took that from like an ex-girlfriend of mine. And she kind of like put like molded me to be this type of man that like looks out for this or looks out for that. Um, so I, I, I'm proud of things that I've, I've, I've borrowed or just kind of, or I'm proud of things ex-girlfriends have influenced me on. Um, there are things um, ex-girlfriends have just like taught me a lot about. I talk often about, I, when I speak with friends of mine, um, I talk often about one of my longest relationships. It was like a seven year relationship. And I was trying to understand why I didn't feel taken care of in, in that relationship. Um, but I think it was going back to like um, how she was raised by her parents and the influence they had on her, which they're amazing people as well. Um, I love them a lot. Um, but her mom was raised, I believe without um, a father, uh, like 
like a father figure, really. I think a mother figure also. I don't remember the specifics on it, but I it, like she was raised by like friends of hers, friends of hers, um, moms, uh, I believe. So she had a lot of, of female influence. Um, she had to pay her mother, my ex girlfriend's mother, had to pave her way, be an alpha woman, um, take care of things, get shit done for lack of better words. And uh, then when I, and all that happened and she created success for herself, created sustainability for her family. Amazing. Um, and when I started dating her, her daughter, um, I was understanding her daughter had influence from her mother, which was like more of an alpha woman because she had to actually survive to be an alpha woman like that, that was needed. But the girl I was dating did not, did not, was not going through that, those same scenarios. So she was influenced by her mother to be this type of woman, which is great. But then she was a woman that didn't necessarily need to be an alpha type mentality or a lead type mentality. And then like, I come in from like a very traditional background where my dad was a, not, I would consider my dad the alpha, I, you know, I would consider my dad, I was raised in a way where, you know, I, my dad communicated to me is like, if the family fails, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's my dad's fault. Like more it's no one else's problem. fault. It's, it's all accountability. Um, it's all my dad's fault. So, mm-hmm. you know, if things were behind or this, this and that it's his fault. You know, if the last word is you, then also you are, you, you take the accountability for anything that happens. Right. So it's having that accountability and having that, you know, I don't think I don't think I, I I don't think my dad had much of a like an ego where I was like oh it's my way or the highway kind of thing. Um, there might have been some, but I think it was a healthy balance of like he had to like you know to whom much is asked of much is expected also. Um, but I take that to go back to um, I was raised like that. Um, so then in the relationship with this girl that I was with for seven years, um, you know I come from very traditional where I'm like leading and to her it's like we're just kind of competing (laughs) in a way and I was like now and and now when I look at it I'm like and the man some the the men that I feel I I'm hearing from either even just women in Austin um I'm hearing that women desire they want a man to lead they want an alpha man they want a man to make decisions but you um that man does not want to compete with you to be an alpha who's going to be the alpha today yeah that man wants a partner yeah that man wants a team member he doesn't want uh he doesn't want to compete with you and we've created this competition aspect of like uh i think in modern society we've created this competition aspect where it's like oh well you know who's who's above who well it's like at the end of the day like i i'm i'm comfortable like if you make the decisions but like i don't care Mm -hmm. but if you like, you want me to be a man, I'll be a man. I will make the decisions. I will like hold, hold accountability on myself and all this stuff. But I just learned a lot from that relationship. Um, she, um, and I started to figure out later that it was like, man, that was the thing is like, we were, she was influenced by her mother, which was like an alpha woman, a very loving, respectful alpha woman. Um, but then she was bringing it into our relationship. And I was like, well, what do you want me to be? Do you, do you want me to give all the decisions to you and you kind of make it, or do you want me to do it? It was very confusing. Yeah. Um, and then the next relationship I got in after that, I, um, I, I took away all that, that I thought she, that I thought women wanted the equality, right? They wanted the equality. So, okay. So then I get into a relationship and I see this, okay, let's be, let me give her all the options. Like, let me give her all the, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. Okay. I'm cool with that. But in reality, she wanted me to make decisions. This woman wanted me to make decisions. And I was like, I didn't want to make any decisions. I had like made all these decisions and I thought it was wrong to do, to act this way. So I'm like, (laughs) no, let me walk in. So I was no, I lost all this alpha like type mentality that I was raised by. And um, so I'm like, here, here, you make all the decisions. Like, here, here, here. Like, I want to empower you to, like, do all this stuff that I think women want to do now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm empowering, empowering, empowering. And then it was frustrating for her. And she hated it. (laughs) So I was like, I (laughs) 
I thought you, I thought y'all wanted this. And then I get to Austin and I get out of that relationship. And then I start listening to friends of mine. I start meeting people and I'm just like, what the heck? Y'all want, y'all want the type of guy that I like left a long time ago that I was raised to be, but I left because I was like so confused with what do women want nowadays? Right. You know, but when you, when you talk about ego, when you talk about um, the, the big thing on ego is really the self-awareness, mm-hmm. um, self-awareness. Um, Cause I can, I mean, of course, like, I'm not like, I'm not like, I wouldn't, I think I'm a healthy type of, e- of ego. I'm enough confidence to like get by and believe in something but I have enough self-awareness to where I try to just be humble with it, you know? So it's like, it's having the self-awareness to point out your wrongs, to point out your flaws. Um, and also making sure you're not delusional. There's a, I think people use delusion in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the time, which is, which is normal, but they can also use it in a good way. I talk about delusional confidence. You know, you gotta be so confident in something that you believe in that it seems delusional until it's actually possible. But as far as like the bad part of delusion, um, that's where the ego kind of kind of captures that, and you start to be delusional about your beliefs and your thoughts, and and then it be, it becomes hurting the other person, you know, mm-hmm. hurting your partner. If you're self aware, if you have a great asp- you know, a great level of self awareness, you'll realize that you're hurting your partner, you know, and then how do you fix it? How do you solve it? Yeah, I think that really um, applies for both of the sides for women Mm -hmm. and men. And I, I do, I do agree. It's a question that of, it's a question of self awareness. I mean, self awareness is everything, Uh, and it's very hard work because there is ego also on pretending to know everything. But many times the 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 process is still going, and we're still learning a lot about ourselves. And self awareness, it's all about history like if we don't know about our history if we don't understand why we have been uh, raised in a certain way why we're thinking in a certain way why we're Mm -hmm. behaving or reacting in a certain way it's very very hard and uh, I love the positive side of ego that gives you engine to thrive in your work and in your things but I think that for my side, the more the most difficult thing in relationships, and I'm not just speaking about love relationship, but also like parents. Like for example, mm-hmm. I deal a lot with my parents. Is this ego that comes from uh, this wounded inner child that has never been uh, healed, and so many times people don't want to heal the inner child. They don't. They don't even consider that their entire life is running by. You know, this inner child, uh, angry and uh, see me, consider me, I'm the best one. I'm the Mm -hmm. alpha man, you know. It's really not about who's the alpha or who's not the alpha. Because in the end, I think that when you know what you want and when you love somebody, Mm -hmm. you can always find a way, in my opinion, to, um, to, you know, to find a balance, your own balance. And as you said, like, I know what I want. I know what I cannot do and 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 we'll figure it out but when you are with somebody who is in denial of their inner child right and so they have no idea what the ego really means because some people they think that ego is just a oh i'm the best one i'm productive i'm gonna be the best one but really what ego means is, okay, my ego comes from my wounded inner child. He wasn't loved enough and now he wants to be loved and now he wants to be seen. And as a woman, when I deal with a man who is not aware of their inner child, it becomes very hard because they come to me and they come to me like, see me, love me, consider me, mommy, please, you know, and, and what they are not able to do is to also to consider that I am in my own process of healing Mm -hmm. my inner child. And Mm -hmm. so I have my, my moments of uh, see me, (laughs) love me, consider me, please, I'm here. Uh, So I, I guess that that's, uh, that's the most difficult thing for me because when I talk with most, not all, but most of the men I dated or I date, it's just that they don't consider even 
no, I'm fine. I have no problems. Mm -hmm. I'm totally okay. I take responsibility. I'm strong. I that you were a little bit too weak. You were too sensitive. You were too right. vulnerable. And uh, oh, that's not what happened for your, for real. There's a lot of gaslighting many times in, right. in conversations, and and uh, I'm just like, okay, uh, yeah, uh, I cannot sustain this, you know. Right. It's really, it's really the clarity, right? Like, so, like, I don't think it's uh this this e this ego and this proudness and like, I don't want to be vulnerable and I'm strong and I'm not alpha. Like, I think, I think. The times I've communicated like my vulnerabilities and like opened up, you know, a bit, then they feel safe to like let me lead. Um, they feel safe. They feel they they feel that they can trust me because I've communicated that I trust them through vulnerability, um, through opening up. Yeah, of course. I think men don't want to open up majority of the time. But I think um, now if we go back to like what you said on that post, I think if you flip the idea of like we have this idea that strong men, they don't open up strong men. They don't cry strong men. They're not vulnerable. They don't show weakness. But I think that is the strength is showing weakness, being comfortable in your vulnerability, being comfortable, like saying you're wrong, being comfortable saying like, I don't know this or like I'm so comfortable with people smarter than me, women smarter than me. You know, I have, I have a very smart mom. I have very smart sisters and there are things that I can learn from them. And I'm comfortable as a man, not being the smartest in the room. And oh, I think wow. that is true strength. Yeah. That, that is, that's, that true is true strength. strength. And I, <laughs> I can also, my, I want to have my 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 sisters and my mom lean on me that there are instances where I'm the smartest in the room. You know what I mean? And they can, but there's that healthy balance. But I will not, if I'm, if I'm a man and I'm, I'm leading, am I, I'm supposed to be leading, you know, just like my dad does, then I also need to lead in that, in that relationship with my sisters and with my mom. And leading means showing that first showing that vulnerability first not expecting them to show the vulnerability first because they're the woman it's like no you're the leader you show by example right mm -hmm. so show your vulnerability you know as a man first so then they feel oh dang i can trust him you know because he's comfortable and he's 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 she's communicating to me through his vulnerability that 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 he trusts me and how do you know yeah, totally. Like they feel safe. They feel safe. Right. The vulnerability creates the, permission. Yeah. I love the the whole thing and I don't want to like go over it too much, but the whole post that we originally kind of connected from was like the weak man and the strong man. Um and I remember your I so I remember briefly seeing your frustration on like, you know, where are these strong men nowadays? Like all this stuff and I, it's 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 a it's a thing it's a conversation i've had with multiple people where i had this i had this thought where it's like strong men want strong women and they don't settle for like insecure women they or they'll settle for like like semi insecure women but knowing that they're going through the process, they're going through like the recovery, they're going through the healing and they see that and it's like, oh yeah, this is great. But my whole thought on it is like strong men go after strong women and strong women, they want stronger men. They want stronger men. Um, and I believe that weak men prey on weaker women to make them feel stronger. Mm. And, and vice versa yes weak women go after weaker men to make them feel stronger yes. i sat down with a table of like i think it was like 13 people at a dinner one day none of these people i knew i only knew one person which was the birthday girl and um i sat down and i was like wow like i've never really sat down with a bunch of people that i don't know in a while and i i I am very comfortable saying that I judge people a lot. And I just like, I'm like, hey, at least I'm like being accountable to it. Like I am judgy, but I'm just like, I, we call it judgy, right? And I'm like, oh, maybe it is judgy. Then it is judgy, then fine. Yeah, you but own I'm the judgment. 
Right. But I'm like, I'm profiling. I'm trying to understand the profiles of each couple and each person. Right. Mm-hmm. So then there's a couple sitting next to me and I noticed the woman and, and her boyfriend. And she has that like that energy, that alpha girl energy. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, whatever. Yeah, like, cool. And then I hear her, her guy talk and he's very, very passive. And I'm like, ah, that's why you two work out. Like, and that's cool. And that's totally fine. That's like, there's no wrong way to do it. There's no, you know, I'm not saying that's wrong, but it's understanding that. And a compensation. What I'm, yeah. And what I'm seeing is like these women, sometimes these women are getting into these relationships and then they're getting out later and they're all saying the same thing. They're like, I want my guy to be an alpha. I want my guy to be like, mm-hmm. like, I want my guy, I want my guy to lead. And it's like, well, you kind of went after the guy that doesn't lead because you wanted to lead. And now all <laughs> of a sudden you don't want to lead. And then, then you're like, oh, dang. So people go through these relationships and they're like, I'm trying to understand it where it's like the biological side where it's like, is do it are is there the a successful relationship and i'm sure there is where the woman is just the leader she's just the alpha and the man's just gonna like sit back and let it happen and they're happy and they're everything but i'm like is it biologically created in us to for the man to be the leader is it is it is it biologically you know is it biological yeah i believe that like that's from really an energetic. I love with energy. I work with energy. So mm-hmm. I really know a lot about energy. And I think that every single human being, but especially women, I mean, we have a different hormonal system mm-hmm. than yours. So we literally like biologically, we work different from yours. Uh, and this includes sexuality and uh, capacity to get into the orgasm, uh, having orgasm mm-hmm. uh, capacity also like physically to hold uh, feminine energy. So we have masculine mm-hmm. energy, which maybe you can refer to the alpha type, mm-hmm. the structure, yeah. the doing, the determination. And then we have the feminine energy on the other side, which is emotions, which is the flow, which is the chaos, which is, you know, all of what is like be uh, versus doing. And basically men and women, both we need a balance, but mm-hmm. clearly for natural and biological structure we do function different differently as women we have a cycle every month we do have hormones that works differently and so i do know that many women are getting into the alpha type so in the fighter and it, it, mm-hmm. because we had to at one point like we had to go there it's like the mom of your ex-girlfriend she had mm-hmm. to yeah survive. it was it was yeah. necessary it was necessarily so it was like living in survival and so i know that deep down the structure that we have and of course we live in a society when things change and so we adapt but the structure of a woman is to be in balance between masculine and feminine is not to be too much into the inner feminine and not either to be too much into the alpha and to find this balance in relationships, mm-hmm. we need the men to be able to be in the masculine so mm-hmm. we can stay in the feminine. Mm-hmm. Because there is no way we can tap into the feminine energy if our partner is not able to hold the masculine. I totally agree. I I have this thought where it's, I've understood it in this way, where the women allow, the woman allows the men to be masculine the man can be masculine all he wants he can have that alpha type mentality all he wants masculine all he wants but if the woman he's with doesn't want that it won't work he can keep he's fighting now he doesn't have a teammate he has a competitor he's fighting the women allow their man to be in that masculine energy and if that man is come if that man wants to be in his masculine energy and that woman wants that man to be in his masculine energy it's a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing. Same thing on, on the flip side. If a woman wants to be in her feminine energy and the man wants her to be in her feminine energy also, it's a beautiful thing. 
But if she wants to be in her feminine energy and the guy wants her to be more mask, more masculine or alpha or make the decisions, then she's going to get frustrated because she's like, I want to be in my feminine energy. I want to feel taken care of. I want to feel safe. I want to feel like I can look up to you and you can lead me and I can follow you. You know, so it's an allowance because I, I, I saw it a lot with even just in even friends of mine. I had this one friend that I, I, I tell uh, like I tell as an example, um, I was crossing the street one day and she was on her phone and she was just like looking up something, looking up like where to go or what or looking up a restaurant or something. And I look across the street and I look across the street and it's safe. And I and I tell I say, hey, hey, so it's so like, come on, let's let's cross. Like it's time to cross. Let's cross. And then she stops and just looks there and makes her re- she checks my work. She checks my work. So then she just like and I was like and she kind of we she liked me at the time, um, but I just wasn't interested. Um, and she checks my work and I was like, that's it. That's why I don't feel attracted to her because she won't let a man be a man. She has to recheck his work. She can't just not necessarily blindly follow his lead, but trust him, you know, and trust him to cross the street and everything's going to be safe. That's the whole point of like letting a man be a man. That's the whole point of you feeling safe is that like you will follow me and that we'll get through this together and, and you can trust me and just crossing the street. But it was like, you have to check my work now. And I'm like, well, like, do you, I mean, do you want to lead? Like, you can lead. I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> we don't have to do two it. jobs at one time. You know what I mean? Like, yes. let me do yes. the job. And if, and I'll like, and, but don't check my, check my work on my job. Because if, then we're both doing the job. You know, if you want to lead, then go ahead. And then you're going to complain later. Like, I don't feel safe with you. And I don't, I don't feel led. And I want to feel led. And, yeah, yeah. It's just- there, there are a lot of uh, controlling mechanisms that are internalized too. like they become like they all of what we are basically it's the result of centuries of what happened before between men and women mm-hmm. and so we're kind of paying the price and I think it's also important to uh, to find this kind of balance, which is going to be, of course, individual for every single human being, because we are all different. We are we have different past and backstories. It's also, yes, to find this those dynamics of energy, masculine and feminine, and for women, because of what we've been through, we need also to see men in their feminine. Sometimes, like mm-hmm. we also need men to understand that we are in a different position from them and we need to fight a lot of wounds that comes from sexism um mm-hmm. and we need to back come back a little bit to the feminine and to do that we also need to regulate our masculine but still being in our masculine uh having boundaries uh, believing in our careers mm-hmm. believing in ourselves and we need this kind of support and so on the other side, if we, we if we see men a little bit more in this empathy, in their in their empathy, right. in their vulnerability, in their also capacity of sometimes in the right time leaving us to I don't want to say leading, but li- really see them, like see mm-hmm. them with their tears, with their insecurities. You know, like we all have them. I mm-hmm. think that would make the job easier for both do you know what i mean right um i think it's i think it's i think it i think when i when i when i think about like i it's the whole accountability aspect of it right if men want to be the alpha the leader whatever you know to whom much is like requested or too much is given much is requested so it's the idea of like it's kind of our fault fellas like it's kind of our fault like Yes, there was like this whole like where it feels like we're competing, you know, in the dating scene, you know, you know, be, male and female where we're competing in this dating scene. It's like, no, it's not that like we just got to have the conversation like where do women feel safe with us? Right. So it's being comfortable. And I think it's the conversations. Right. I think it's the conversations that male and females have together, but then also male to male. Where it's like, no guy, like actually, like 
vulnerability is strength. Like being vulnerable is strength. Being able to open up is strength. It's not how we how we thought it was of locking down our feelings and and you know being macho about it. It's like, bro, like no, it ain't it. Like it's not it. Like we have to because whenever they feel whenever they feel that we can be weak, you know what I mean? That ultimately shows more strength. Mm-hmm. I was talking to this, I was talking to this one friend of mine, and she she made the comment where it's it's the opposite of what we think. It's a yin and yang. It's the opposite of what we think. She made this one comment where she was just like, maybe we don't work out because I'm just too like strong minded or strong like. And I'm like, no, it actually isn't that. Like, strength is not because you're strong minded and you have a quick tongue. Strength is whenever you're able to hold your tongue and and hear out another person. It has nothing to do with you trying to interject and you trying to like, you know talk over me because like you're a strong woman no one told you you weren't a strong woman you know but actually in reality strength is whenever you're able to hold withhold your opinion and still listen because now you have the control now that person feels heard because you withheld your opinion now they feel heard now you have not 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 in a negative way but you have the leverage because mm-hmm. you have that now they feel heard now you now there's control you know what i mean they feel heard now you're gonna feel heard now there's an equal balance of it but i think i think men and also women think that the the loudest in the room is the strongest in the room and the one that can get majority of their words and opinions across in in a, in a conversation that's the strongest person when in, yeah, and, and that's so wrong that's it's not it's not like wrong. that it's not I know, like that. I know you have a good uh, theory uh, around sex that you were mm. about to share with me. <laughs> I'm curious. Too. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I because all I of those dynamics, we really bring all of those oh, things yeah. uh, under the sheets. Uh, clearly, the, uh, it can really become a fight, even there. Oh yeah, I think I think it goes to the self control, right? It goes to the self control. It, I've learned a lot where it's not acting in emotions, not talking in emotions. I I understood growing up that I had a temper problem. Um, that was from, I learned that a lot just from my father and just a short fuse, really. Um, and just like abusive words like that I got, that I started like communicating to women. And I was like, then I would like snap out of it, out of my emotions. And a minute, two minutes later, I'm just like, this is wrong. Like I probably shouldn't have said that, you know what I mean? And I, and I always ended up apologizing and the, it was with that girl that I did for like seven years. And I felt bad, like within a, a minute or two, I was like, what the heck? Like, this is, I, this is, this is not, I shouldn't be doing this. So I was trying to figure out how to regulate that and like contain it. So then I started, one of my outlets was yoga, yoga and running. I would calm myself down. I'd calm myself down and everything started to become like water off a duck's back. Um, where like, it was just like some client or something can frustrate me. And then I would take it out on her. And at that, at that time I was like, I can't do this. How do I like calm myself down? So I started calming myself with like yoga and um, I love you speaking running. about that. I love you speaking about that because like, I, I do emotional release work. Like I, mm. I work with energy, I work with emotions, I work with trauma. And there's nothing that I love mo- the most to work on is anger. And mm. I, I think that this this is so related with the topic because uh, because of this, you know, shaming culture and mentality of like, oh, I'm louder, I shouldn't be. I'm angry, I shouldn't be. She's a woman, I shouldn't answer her that way which is true, clearly. But the thing is, that's exactly what I think a couple, it's a real couple, you know, but I see you and I may be, or you see me in my overreaction, in my emotional overreaction, and we invite each other to express safely emotions and without judging each other, without taking things personally. Because again, when we have a wounded inner child that lives within us, it's not a you, your adult is uh, angry or my adult is angry. It's my inner child that feels triggered by something. Can be a word, it can be an action, can be a behavior that reminds us of something from 
past uh, childhood example. So, and we go into this like, oh, what the fuck are you saying? You know, mm-hmm. and and in that moment, we need to have the capacity of loving the other person mm-hmm. and be in the work and doing actually the work. You can do yoga. You can run. I, I always suggest people to go and release emotions instead of contain them because if we don't release them in a safe space, like with rage, I literally scream, I punch the pillow, I mm-hmm. I, I have a demon inside if I go into rage. Mm-hmm. All of women have that and all of men have that too. And you know why? Because when a man raise up with the culture, you have to be the macho man, you have to mm-hmm. be strong. You, And you are not allowed to cry as a baby, as a baby boy, or to express yourself as a baby boy. And you feel that you have to stay into this, you know, archetype of the strong man, even when you are a little boy. That's Mm -hmm. why little boys become angry men. And there's nothing wrong on being angry. It's just that then you realize, okay, I'm angry. Uh, you are angry too for other reasons. Let's work on our emotions. Let's connect from a place of truth. And in this case, I think the vulnerability is beautiful. It can be magical. It can really make two people feel closer because we understand right. each other, right? And it's I, the, I, yeah. yeah, it's, it's I've, I've understood in business and also just in personal life is like, don't make a decision out of emotion. Don't talk out of emotion. Like think, talk in logic, make decisions in logic. Um, and I was very emotional at that time. I was so angry. And I like taught myself how to like tame it down, like, you know, just by running in yoga. Um, but then the next level of that where um, controlling my emotions um, would became controlling sexual emotions, Right. Because you have these like mental emotions of like anger, like frustration or whatever. But then you also have like also mental um, sexual emotions. But the whole thing with that was one of my one of my thought processes with that was like, if I'm able to control my sexual emotions through celibacy, then I control everything. I'm not controlled by by my desires or like hormones. I I control everything. I have the brain to control all my emotions, you know, and my emotion my emotions follow me. You know, I they don't they don't dictate me. So then I like explored a lot of like just like celibacy um and being able to control that and with that I was also exploring leading relationships, leading just meeting people in general. And not letting that, not letting sex be the lead, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think everyone leads with sex, right? Majority, I'm not going to say like everyone, but I think majority of the time we're male and female. Maybe I could speak for males, some females, because I like talk with some of them and they're like, oh, they they're the first thing they bring up is their attraction, right? To the man and like whatever, but even as speaking as a male, it's like we go out on these dates and we're like, well, how can we get her in bed? How can we get her in bed? How is she going to be in bed? How is she going to be in bed? And when you get to a point and you're just like, man, like this is not fulfilling at all. Like psychologically, I want to like be stimulated by her mind and not just, oh, yeah, like this was sex. And it becomes like pointless. It becomes just like just boring like boring to where it was like i started thinking i was like man well if i'm celibate then i'm able to control my emotions and then on top of that i actually have to have conversations with these women and i actually have to ask them deep things deep deep mind stimulating things and in that they appreciated that a lot and i learned a lot from just not you know meeting with someone and being like oh like you know what like let's get you know tipsy and then like figure something out you know it it wasn't that it was like that was sex was never going to be the end goal so when I removed that from the end goal I learned like I opened this another level of like thinking and just like conversation with women um and then you know females on the other hand when I've told girlfriends of mine this and I tell them hey like try it try it then then they're like man this is this is it's hard. 
it's actually hard. Like it's very hard not to be sexually attracted to someone and want something from them. But whenever you're able to control it with your emotions, you start to like, you start to realize, am I just like liking this person because I want to have sex with them? Or am I liking this person because I'm like actually like stimulated by their mind? Mm-hmm. And then whenever you can lead with like mind stimulation, then the sex will follow. The sex will always follow. Yeah. Wow. I think that sex um, can really be a very, it's a very common way to avoid emotions. Yep. And and so it becomes like a alcohol or smoking or any kind of other addiction where people go when they don't want to really feel and uh, and that's why sex can be sex in this society is so fucked up because so many people mm-hmm. they have sex but they don't really they're not having a connection they're not having mm-hmm. any they're just kind of like verting out all of the you know internal chaos and trying to find right. a quick fix and and also this creates a lot of addiction to the body because the nervous system it's involved with sex and emotions are involved so it's it, it, it's um you know you go you get into the adrenaline circle of uh you know i'm going to get a, a coffee tomorrow morning for breakfast gra- mm-hmm. i'm going to finish to work so i'm going to have a drink i am so you know frustrated and i'm going to have sex it's the same mm-hmm. it's the same thing uh, i've been um studying tantra uh, in the last uh, three years and i think it's um it's been quite challenging because i've decided for a long time not to have sex and to heal my sexual trauma because we all bring especially women in the womb space there is a lot of uh, uh, stuck emotions that can eventually lead that sexual desire many times and so the trauma shows up in the sexual attraction so let's say that my mom she's a narcissist and i get sexual horny and attracted by all the narcissists (laughs) that Mm -hmm. i uh bumped into and then i i have this incredible sexual chemistry but then he's an asshole he wants to control me he abused me and all of the all of Mm -hmm. those things so in the sexuality really shows up the trauma and the inner child things and stuff and so i love that that you do or control your emotions or like i i love to use the term like heal the emotions like uh, or like releasing the emotions or like transforming like uh, this podcast is all about transformation and now we can literally transform our body and mind and that's so true um, I'd like to ask you something before closing this podcast, like two questions that I really love. Yeah. Um, I, I ask those questions to every single guest. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there, there is something uh, that I call the no turning back point. Because uh, in, uh, in every single one process of change uh, in life, and many times our change are not really predictable they just happen um something happens or we meet somebody but something happens and so since then we cannot turn back anymore like we we have changed something changed inside sometimes it's something positive sometimes it's something negative in my personal experience it's been most of the time a negative point of crisis that changed me for good and I would like to know what's your no turning back point. Right. I think I, I from from just understanding and hearing it for the first time, the no turning back point. It personally, I think because I grew up a lot in just business, right? So teenage, like just from leaving like sports as like a high schooler to like going into like then business stuff, like making money and trying to like, you know, hustle in that way. Uh, my no turning back point um, was a positive one. I do have, I think I do have a negative one also, but my no turning back point, the one um, I would consider that op, 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 I would consider that my purpose day also. It was a no turning back point. I was in college. Um, I hated it. I was doing photo and video on the side. This was back in uh, 2012, 2012. 2012 yeah 2012 
Um, Instagram had just started, I think, in like 2011, 2010 times. Um, so photo and video, um, at that time, we were broke artists. Um, that's what we'd be considered to be growing up is broke artists. Um, and uh, I was hated college. And I knew that if I left college, I would have to like pretty much like take up all my responsibilities for my parents, like my bills, um, like I, I, I was paying like my phone and like, all, but I was have to like, I was cut off. If I wasn't in school, I was cut off. And um, so my turning back point, I was, uh, I got called for this shoot in um, Houston uh, to, do, to do video for Lamborghini Houston. And I remember us going like 170 miles on the toll roads I had no seatbelt um, because I, it's hard to film in a Lamborghini like turned because it's like a cockpit. So I had no seatbelt in a convertible. And I think we're, they were pushing like 160 or so more or less. And I remember, I remember, I remember like finishing that day and I kissed the ground and I said, I could have died today, but I would have been happy. And after that day, that was my no turning back point where I was like, I'm done with college. I'm done like doing this. This is only this is what I'm gonna do every dang day of my life. That was there was no turning back then, and I consider that my purpose day. There's a quote that says the two most important days of your life were the day you were born and the day you find out why you were born. And I believe that was the day I found out why I was born to do what I'm doing today, still full time. And I just went completely. I ran after my my career and my purpose and. It's landed thank me in a in a different city, and and thank God you didn't die. And thank thank God I didn't. But I would have been happy, and that's that's the thing is like yeah. no one really talks about what makes anyone happy anymore. So I was like, if this makes me happy, if this makes me smile, I need to be doing this every day. So that was wow. my no turning back point, and like I would like to know your human design. Do you know about your human design? Mm -mm. Mm. Okay, what, I will. I will check on that. I, I will ask you and I will I will talk to you about your human design because like generator, like it's a, it's a little complicated to explain, but um, mm -hmm. in a few words, uh, it's basically our energetic map based mm -hmm. on uh, the date, the place and the time of birth. Uh, uh, it's a compilation of different ancient and modern science uh, based on which we are basically unique um beings because the energy that moves through the body is totally different for every single human being and mm -hmm. there are energetic centers um that uh, some of them corresponds to chakras or some are different like but basically uh i'm a generator like that's my human design i generate energy and i believe you are a generator as well because all of the strategy of generator like all of the uh, authority of the generator is the life force energy and so we are meant to do what we like and if we want to generate energy so we are here to raise the energy of the world up as much as we do what we like if we don't do what we like we get into frustration and frustration means that as generator we do produce energy like we are the only mm -hmm. one of all of the five um designs that we generate energy but we have to be satisfied. We have right. to do what we love. That's all of the uh, philosophy of generators. So, so I would love to know what kind of human design are you? I, and I will ask you, I will look at your charts. And yeah. this last question. Uh, so that's how I, I end up the podcast. I love this question uh, because I work with people on their becoming. I help people to become and uh, that's uh, one of my favorite words. And so I'm going to ask you who uh, Adrian is becoming. I would say I take a lot of stuff from different people. I take a lot of stuff from friends, from I remove a lot of stuff that I was raised with. But who I'm becoming, I would say I'm a modern day version of my father. I'm a caring person like my best friend. Um, and uh, I want to be, I want to be admired by my future partner and kids. Um, I think I think that far down where I want to, the person I'm becoming, I want them to be proud. I want them to have a, an example 
Um, so these decisions and these choices today is really for them, right? Um, I want to become the, the the dad that my daughter looks up to. And I also want to become the son that my son wants to become as well, like a better version of me. Um, but yeah, I would say that, that I take stuff from people. I take stuff from people. I take, um, for my mentors, the way they thought my best friends, the way they thought the way my father thinks, the way my mother thinks, the way my sisters thinks, I take all those things and I make my own little spices ingredients of becoming. This is beautiful. And it sounds that you are a six line in human design. Like I would bet on that. A six line is the role model, like the person who throughout life, thanks for all of the experiences. And most of the experiences are from 20 to 30. They are going to become the role model and by um, authenticity and integrity by being basically like giving inspiration by being in their truth. And I mean, that really fits with you. Thank you so much for coming today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved our conversation. Uh, and uh, yeah. I hope to see you before or later in person. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll have more conversations um, that yeah. we have to like explore and stimulate our minds and and see each other's opinions on on certain topics. Because um, I think that's what's what's best is what's going to push the world forward is male and female having healthy conversations and safe conversations on on stuff that's on our mind and how can you know, how can we be better for each other? Because if we're not better for each other, then yes, our lineage doesn't, doesn't, doesn't move forward. You and know? we need to, we need to, we need to create space for that. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Cause like people, they run all of the day and they like, I don't have time. I don't know. We do, we can, we can create space. And so thank you for giving me your time today. Don't go away. Stay with me. I just closed up yeah. the, the episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, please, if you like this episode and if you'd like the Holistic Actress uh, show, subscribe. Okay. Leave me, rate me, leave me a star, share it. And um, thank you for listening. And I'll see you the next episode of the Holistic Actress show.